On this week's episode, I sit down with Sam Painos, keto expert and online fitness coach. We discuss the rise of fake natties and other qualified fitness influencers selling bullshit supplements, the most effective way to lose body fat and keep it off for good, and the real cost of doing steroids. Welcome to the Mal Mastery Podcast. I can hear your voice. Hey, how you doing, buddy? Good, thank you, mate. Thank you for uh, having me on and giving me the chance to have a chat to your audience. Share your knowledge. Um, I mean, I come across your Instagram profile probably probably about a year ago now. And um, obviously, a lot of the people that listen to Mal Mastery, it's all about kind of health, wealth, fitness, uh, relationships and things like that. And I'm a bit of a, I don't know, I'm a, a, there's a lot of bullshit that goes on in the fitness industry, right? Especially with Instagram, social media influencers and things like this. Now, you've got a sizable following, but not a ridiculous in the millions or anything like that. And I would turn around and say that you've also got a physique that is very, very impressive, but also achievable for the average man if they work their ass off. Now, I don't want to play down your aesthetics because you don't just get uh, the kind of physique that you get through not following diets and things like that. But it is I think achievable. You're not there with a 28 inch waist, fucking pumped up arms, massive. I mean, we, we, you know, claiming the whole natty thing. So this is why I think you appeal to the average person because it's, you know, you're not walking around at like 25 stone, 4% body fat, although you're probably closer to what five or six at the moment. So, you know, just give us a little bit of background. Where did your fitness journey start? Yeah, well, it, uh, so what a lot of people, and thank you, I, I, I very much appreciate that. I, I, I think that that my the reason that I've been able to, I guess, fall into this, uh, this, this social media online coaching because I've actually lost a lot of weight myself. So I've lost thirty seven kilos. Um, you guys do stone over there, don't you? We do, yeah. But yeah, again, so I've I think, got no idea what that's, <laughs> that's, you, that's got to be. So you're looking at something. That's probably a good like five six stone, isn't it? Okay, yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. I think about think about five or six stone. But if, if anyone yeah, it's, knows, it's, it's, I, know it's, I know it's about sixty five pounds. I know that because a lot of my clients are American, so I'm used to dealing with pounds. Yeah. But I don't do I don't do a lot of stone. But, um, <laughs> so yeah, so look, I was I was really overweight and um, and. Just, I was your overweight person who was insecure, who had no confidence. What people see me now, uh, I never had that back in the day, and um, and I was able to look. To be honest with you, it was never a like a light bulb moment or any of that sort of stuff. There was no Tony Robbins. Um, you know, motivational speech or anything like that. It was just a purely, I've got to get my shit together and yeah. um, and I need to to do that. I was working a, as a personal trainer in a gym and um, and it was, I, I was your guy that you would walk into the gym and go, fuck, is that guy, that guy's really a trainer? Okay, yeah, there's <laughs> a know, lot of them in the UK. So that, yeah, and, uh, and the funny thing is, man, like you don't, um, you don't realize when you first come into the industry, this is pre-social media, okay? So your only, your business is consumed of, of who's in your environment and who's in front of you. So you're not thinking about necessarily how you look or anything like that because you're just trying to build your business and you it's more talking on the gym floor and all this sort of stuff. And um, 
I think what happened was I was uh, at a, a water park on the Gold Coast one day and I was walking up all these stairs to go down and, mate, I thought I was going to have a heart attack. It was just, I was very, very just like, holy shit, like I'm just, I'm overweight. Like I need mm. to, I need to do something. And then um, obviously I'm sure we'll get into it, but that's how I sort of discovered ketogenic dieting and, and all of that sort of stuff. And And I was able to just, really just grow my mindset really before I lost the weight. So I just wrote out 28-day goals and then just kept working towards them, working towards them. It was really funny because, you know, my day-to-day job was doing everything that I wasn't doing myself. I'm like preaching to these people. We've all been there. We've all been there. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, just being young and and um, and when you're in your early 20s and you're partying and you're doing this and you're doing that, it's it's you're not thinking about anything apart from the upcoming weekend and as long yeah. as you make enough money just to scrape by. And um, so it probably took me, you know, probably three or four years to really get my shit together physically and mentally as well. Um, you know, coming from losing a lot of weight, you people don't understand that the, the the mental side that comes with that. You don't just grow confidence overnight um, and then you lose all the weight and then you all of a sudden you're starting the, the social media journey and then there comes a, a mental weight side of that as well. So I lost a lot of weight and then I got extremely lean because – I was posting very, very lean photos and getting a lot of attention back, which I'd never got this amount of attention before. So, and let's face it, it, that's a nice thing as well, isn't it? We all want adulation, we all want likes and instant gratification. And, um, and it wasn't until, um, it wasn't until I had realized that business wise, you can make because because my business went through the roof when I was doing one to one personal training because I'd lost all this weight and people wanted to know how'd you do it what did you do and all this sort of stuff and then obviously the online Facebook was really starting to sort of take off and then I was able to transition very very early into the online space but there, there was a there was a really big emotional mental baggage that that came with that because you you're not chasing clients and impact you're chasing followers and likes and that that in itself is something that people don't really understand when they first come into the industry especially now especially now you know i'd hate to be 18 19 20 coming into the industry right now it'd just be it would be very difficult but um so yeah so there's there's a lot of i mean a lot of people look at my my story and the way that I've been able to lose weight and grow a business and do all these sorts of things now, but man, it's it's been a a two year success that's taken ten years. That's yeah. that's the honest truth, and and um and I love it, but I fucking hate this industry as well <laughs> because it's you know there's so many and look, I'm in a space that's. Um, that's you know keto is very controversial it's um sorry it's controversial to the people that have never done it and they're the ones that talk shit about it and they're the ones that have an issue with it 
So you're also dealing – I don't really deal with it too much now as such, but when I first went down that rabbit hole and started preaching and promoting that sort of stuff, that became another huge uh, mental blocker as well. Yeah. So you – um. You, th- this industry is very. Um, it's a shame because you, th- you'll never be able to impact as many lives as you want because there's just too many people. But I think that over time, once you find who you are within yourself, and you not worry about what everyone else is saying and doing and thinking and and what they're sort of trying to just you know put your values and what you believe in down. Um, when you get through all of that. And your clients can see what you've been through. And like I always say to any of my clients, as soon as they sign up to me, anything you've gone, anything you've gone through, or you're going through, I could almost guarantee you I've been there myself. Yeah. So this is a this is a this is a journey that, you know, like I can, I've come out on the other side, but it took me a long time to do that. And you're not going to sign up with me for 28 days and get through it. It's just not, that's just not how, how it is. I can give you the building blocks within that 28 days, but this is a 365, 24 hours. It's a lifestyle journey. Yeah. It's a lifestyle. It's it's the start and the beginning of a journey. If you do it right for the rest of your life. Absolutely. It's all the kind of get ripped in six weeks, the IB for 30 day six pack package and all of that bollocks that we know, you know, doesn't work, but a lot of people still want that magic pill. They still want the overnight success. And I I mean, I dare say, um, you know, people that, how long have you had your Instagram account? Three, four, five years? Uh, probably about three years, yeah. About three, about years. three years, yeah. And I should imagine it, anyone that goes on to your, I mean, I don't know if you can find out how long you've had Instagram accounts, but like YouTube and things like that. I think people look at it and they're like, oh, YouTube, they've got all these followers. Oh, they've been doing it two years. And the chances are people have actually been doing their journey started way before they was actually even on YouTube or in social media. Exactly what you've just said that, you know, and I think the relatable thing is as well is that you've actually been the person that was overweight, that was carrying a little bit of timber so it's relatable people can look at you and think ah okay so it wasn't just gifted genetically it wasn't just you know born with this six-pack and I think it's that connection now that people really look for when it comes to working with a personal trainer um absolutely I mean you've got people out there at the moment I mean I know for a fact you're based out in Brisbane and Australia's got a massive problem with roids um, yeah. In terms of, and and people not even in an industry, people that are just doing it to look good. I mean, obviously, you know, it's a little bit different in the UK because we don't get our tops off as much because the weather's normally a lot shit. And uh, let me tell you now, yeah. South South End Beach is vastly different to the Gold Coast, and uh, oh, okay. you know, Byron I'm, Bay. I'm about I'm about thirty minutes away from the Gold Coast, so yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, I try and stay out of there as much as I possibly can. <laughs> but this is mate, thing. I don't even fit in down there. <laughs> well, but the thing is with it, you've hardly got any tats, if any of you. I see some of these yeah. guys and they're literally like, they've got the pearly white um, porcelain yeah. teeth. They've got the the, the hair. That, I mean, they look fantastic, um, some of these guys. But again, it does give you, or it gives a lot of people, uh, I think a false hope of what's actually achievable. Or, and the other thing is as well, if you're an influencer and we're touch on influencers, because you know you still you don't just do gear and get to the size of some of these guys there's a lot of hard work with it i'm not i'm not anti them i'm anti them in sports in competitive sports but if if you want to do you want to do gear want to do roids to look good who am i to say anything and let's face it 
you know, I get a lot of flack when I've turned around and said, look, people, I know people that do do uh, steroids that are actually get their blood work done. They're actually really healthy. Oh, you, you, yeah. you, your dick shrivels, your ball shrivels, this, look at Rich Piana and things like that. I'm like, but what you don't understand is that person that is doing a bit of gear is probably eating massively clean, is not drinking alcohol, is not smoking yeah. cigarettes, mm-hmm. not eating McDonald's. So what is healthy? And what is unhealthy? And it's normally the people that have got really bad habits that have always got the opinion on everybody else. Um, yeah. But I mean, I mean, that is one of the things that I liked about the your Instagram, where I first uh, come across you, is that you've got a great physique, but it still is achievable without steroids and with a hundred percent dedication. Yeah, and I think that's and the relatable look- thing. For, for sure. And look, I've been very transparent with people over the years. I, I did steroids in my early 20s. Um, okay. And uh, <laughs> which was, you, you know, I actually look a lot better now than what I did. Well, I, 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 and I didn't dude, lose I my hair from them. Uh, people, people, and, and it's, but look, uh, so there's a couple of things. One, um, obviously, very early 20s, so my testosterone was already completely through the roof because I was so young anyway. Yeah. So naturally, I had really high tests. Um, to be honest with you, I, I, I 100% agree with everything you've just said. I, I don't personally have an issue with people doing them. I've hung around with a lot of bodybuilders. I've been friends with a lot of bodybuilders. I, I appreciate that dedication and I appreciate that I appreciate that lifestyle. I, I, anyone in sports that, that's doing them completely is a, is a big no that does, is in my book. Anyone that's doing them in, an, in any natural competitions or anything like that where they're jumping on and jumping off and then you know doing shows completely against that as well. Yeah. I think I think the big concern that that, that I have is, and and I I've got I'm very lucky I've got the ability to to train at home. But when I do go to the gym and I'm seeing an 18 19 year old who trains like shit, but he's probably on more gear than what I, you know some of my really close friends who are in their 30s and 40s, mm. what even they're on now, and the, an 18 19 year old is 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 on it. Um, and that's see to me I don't blame that 18. 19 year old nope. i blame that the the influence on on them um i think the problem with someone said to me a couple of years ago back in the early 2000s late 90s um you would see you'd see people with fake tits and back then it was just like oh shit like <laughs> that girl's got fake tits whereas um you know whereas now you know, every second, especially on the on the Gold Coast, yeah. every second person's got them. Yeah. Whereas um, with steroids, back in the day, it was like, oh fuck that that guy's on steroids. Yeah. Whereas now, kind of back of the locker was, room, wasn't it? It was always that like, oh, excuse me, do you know anyone that's got any? Can he get any gear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas now, you know, every every gym, no doubt, mm-hmm. has somebody who's dabbled in it in some in, in in some aspect um so look it's it's really it, it's it's a difficult conversation because obviously um mainstream media have have made it like they're actually there is some very very intelligent people out there who have who know a hell of a lot more than what i've ever known on them and that you know they're preaching 
the right way to do it. And and there are some people that I think it's like anything. Um, you know, if you drink every day, it's going to ruin your life. If you take drugs every day, it's going to ruin your life. Is there a proper way of doing steroids? Yes, there probably is. Um, if you abuse it, is it going to make your life very difficult? Yes, absolutely. Um, but then on the other hand, you know, it's it's very difficult to have a conversation. If I had a conversation with 21-year-old Sam who did them and a 30-year-old came up to me, I'd be like, fuck that. I've just been watching like Jay Cutler videos and Rich Piana videos. I want to be like him. Um, so, you know, I think that if you, you build a really good base, get some good training under your belt um, and, and just, you know, I would never tell somebody what they can and can't do. I don't have anyone, anyone that signs up with me. Um, I'm probably a little bit luckier now because I, I have a bit of an older demographic, but it's very rare that I have a conversation with a client about them and I'll turn them completely off and just say, I'm, I will give you no advice on them. I will not tell you what to do. I will not tell you what to take. I will not do any of that conversation at all. Um, a 30-year-old handles that very maturely. A 21-year-old just says, that, all right. Yeah, isn't it, basically? <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Because, um, mate, I've been dealing with it for I, – because I stay very, very lean most of the year because that's how – like. Well, being on keto, it's, it's a little bit difficult to get fat um, and train really hard. You, you know, you're burning so many calories anyway. Um, so it's been like a an ongoing battle that that I've dealt with for quite a long time. Um, and but the other thing is too, mate. Like I'm only eighty kilos. Yeah, this if is- I was blasting a shitload of gear, and it's what I I don't usually write back. My missus, she fucking hates it. She gets right in there and gets stuck into them, but. I always say to people, if I was taking huge amounts, why the fuck would I be 80 kilos? I'd want my money back. <laughs> like, get me to 100 Good. and 100, like, well yeah. over 100. So it's... I, um, I, th- I think yeah. one of the things, I, I think, like you say, there are, especially like Hollywood actors, it's not about getting big, it's about getting lean. You look at Sylvester Stallone, he's a small guy. Yeah. Uh, I've had people yeah. that have actually met Arnold Schwarzenegger when he was in his prime and said he was a big guy, but not half as big as what everyone thinks he was. Yeah. Um, and I think the thing is with it is that, you know, if you, I'd much rather be lean than bulky because you look better everywhere. It's all that definition in your muscles and things like that. I mean, would I, here's, here's my, here's my view on uh, a typical or some of your typical clients. I would say, and tell me if I'm wrong, that you get a lot of people that come to you that have tried these four weeks to rip, six weeks to rip, tried all these fads and all of a sudden they haven't worked or they haven't been able to maintain that calorie deficit all their um, training life and things like that. And have come to you and like, you know, I've tried a lot. It hasn't worked. Now I want to come to you. What is it I actually need to do to get this maintainable? Hence you kind of, and the ketosis, right? And, and, and that's a, a lot of it is, is maintenance. It's not necessarily, um, look, you, you know, you could, you could sign up with anybody, anyone who's got millions of followers and has huge, you know, social media presences and, and all this sort of stuff. All they've got to do is put you in a calorie deficit and you stay in that deficit for four weeks, you will drop that weight. Yeah. Um, and, 
the the issue is never the time frame it's always the post time frame we, we we put it we put a time frame on things because from a marketing point of view it's a good way to get clients um and look i do it as well absolutely but um but mine's 90 days <laughs> it's not 28 days, days. yeah so but, I'll bring, but 28 bring days sells a lot quicker doesn't it? it it does it does yeah it does and it's something that um it it depends on how you structure your your business and your, and your program. See, a lot of people will they'll get frustrated with me because they might have in their head what they want to lose within the twenty eight days. And I usually say to them, "I can drop. You can drop twenty kilos in twenty eight days. Absolutely. I'll just starve you, and you do a shitload of cardio. And but the problem is that after the twenty eight days, you'll gain all that back." And if you don't want to sign up with me and you want to go with somebody else, go and do that. But I can put my life on it in six months' time. We're going to have another conversation. Yeah. Because we're going to come and – it, and it's happened. It, it happens all the time. And um, it's it, – the, the, I think the, the big issue is that there's not a lot of um, education around the, the maintenance and and the the mental hard days either so you might be laser focused for 28 days okay because you've got this number stuck in your head but post the 28 days if you've only signed up for a 28 day program well then this guy doesn't give a shit because he's only marketed to you he's over here now getting the next crop in yeah so um, it's that constant conveyor belt of in and out isn't constant, it in and out constant yep so I'd really try and and get really specific with your goals and and why you're here and and what what we're going to achieve because if you're just signing up with me just to get you know ripped and and, and a six pack and all that sort of stuff that 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 is a goal but it's not going to fulfill you when you do get there mm. if that makes sense so you, yeah. you you'll get there but it won't be as um It'll be like putting a post up and getting five thousand likes. It'll be cool, but you'll be over it very, very quickly. Yeah, because you're always got to be looking to chase to, to keep chasing something. And I think that's that's probably one of the really big issues that that we have is this that um, we sometimes we, we we look to do things for not necessarily the, the right reasons in a way. It's just more of the fun, the shiny ball reasons. But you've hit the you've hit the nail on the head. There is. It's not all like you say. They, everybody wants the destination, but they don't necessarily want to go through the journey. But it's no. the lessons that you learn in the process of reaching the destination, which yep. is what kind of um, gets in your head, so you get better lifestyle kind of habits and daily habits. I mean, I know a lot of people in the fitness space, and a lot of the time they will actually not even discuss weight loss. Because weight loss is a byproduct of changing up your bad habits and implementing yep. good habits. Um, yep. You know, people turn around and they say, okay, well, you know, a lot of fitness instructors I know say a lot of people approach them and say, look, I want to get to this physique and I want to, and they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. That is great, but you are a million miles away from that. And I don't just mean physically, but mentally, because mm -hmm. to get there and to maintain that, takes a significant change in the way that yep. you approach life, the way that you approach fitness. Now, I listen to Sal Stefano and the guys over at Mind Pump. Um, oh, yeah. I don't know if you, the, the uh, Mind yeah, Pump over in America, that's... the podcast. Yep. 
Uh, and I've got to say, I'm into these guys in a big way because they are, they've done all of the learning in their younger days. They openly admit yep. they've made the mistakes and they've gone into the whole bro science. But now they're kind of guys, I think, from 35 to 40 odd in, a, in and around that age yep. range. And they do genuinely know their shit. Um, yeah. You know, they're very, they're not anti-cardio from a health perspective, but they are very anti-cardio from a weight loss perspective because yeah. of being able to maintain that. You know, yep. it's fine being able to go out there and, you know, run 10 miles every day. and But can you maintain that 10 miles every day for the rest of your life? So yeah. I want to I touch, uh, touch upon that. And then we will get into the whole kind of keto diet and things like that. What yep. would be a typical bit of advice you would speak to somebody that is say that you know their their fighting weight would be 100 kilos but they're 130 kilos um yep. but they've done a little bit of training in their time um but they use the excuse business has got in the way i don't have time to work out i've got a family life how do you deal with the client approaching you in that way well that's the very first thing i do is touch on their routine so i'll say to them what's your Take me through a, a day. So it'll be, you know, I wake up, I get the kids get, get the kids ready and then I go off to work. Okay, so what time do you wake up? Well, I wake up at, you know, 7 o'clock and, and get the kids done and then then I'm able to – um, and then I'm, then I'm off for the day and then I get home and I'm tired and I can't – you know, I don't have time to train. I'm like, but you're getting up at 7. Get up yeah. at 5. Yeah. So you're already, from, from like a really micro point of view, breaking down – little tiny time frames so then they psychologically turn around and go fuck I, I i do have time like i'm actually just making i'm just making an excuse but i do have time yeah. um so that that's probably the, the the very first thing is is working out what their day looks like then i move into oh, look i'm very very different to a lot of other trainers because i don't oh, my big thing is that is the training it's the output um the diet i've it, once you do a diet for 27 days or 28 days it just becomes a habit it really does um because you're so used to it it's it it just becomes part of your everyday it's like waking up and having breakfast you just you just you just do it without thinking about it but training from a point of view of constantly getting better in the gym and making sure that you know if, if i'm deadlifting this saturday and i'm doing say eight sets of 100 kilos on the deadlift, well, I know next week I've got to get those numbers. So you're psychologically getting ready to train every single session and you're not going in there and just, you know, bucking around. You've got a proper routine. And look, I've got clients that are 60 and I've got clients that are 26. But the, fundamentally, it's still all the same. So that you're still going in there from like a progressive overload point of view, you're getting the most out of it because the most that you get out of it, well, then the diet will just carry over and then life will actually just carry over. This this like military type um, routine is it's actually not a bad thing because it creates structure and when you have structure, you get results. It's as simple as that. Um, so that's something that I really try and, work with people on is is just creating the structure creating the lifestyle and when you've got the plan in front of you like it's it's really on you and and i'm pretty honest with my with my guys now where i pretty much say like i'm not going to hold your hand 
Because a, a lot of my seventy percent of my businesses are American, so I never see my clients anyway. Because yeah. um, I'm obviously completely online. So when they're training, I'm asleep, and then most of the time when I'm up, you know, they're asleep, sort of thing. So it's it's completely on them to 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 do the work. Um, so you. The the problem is when you don't have structure and you don't have a routine, it you just you're passing, you're spinning your wheels. Yeah, I think you know. one of the, one of the things that I've you know from a coaching perspective, uh, and I've coached people not on a fitness element to it. I mean, I know what I need to know about fitness. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. quite knowledgeable in that. And let's face it, I always say fitness, people try to make it a lot more complicated than what it is because they <laughs> want to be able to sell programs, right? Exactly. It, you know, for me, if you, you know, if somebody comes to me and said, look, you know, I want to get in shape. Uh, I, I want this, I want that. I turn around and say, well, first and foremost is skip breakfast. I'd eat two meals a day because you're less inclined to go over your calories. Mm. Um, I find counting calories, breaking down your macros uh, i mean there's a time and a place for it i'm sure but i just prefer myself something realistic i i adhere to the kind of 80 20 principle um yep. that if you eradicate everything that you enjoy out of your life that's not going to be maintainable but it's yep. getting that 80 20 principle the white the, you know the right way round. i know so many people that are doing the wrong thing 80 percent of the time and the, <laughs> yeah. you know the right thing 20 percent of the time yeah um yep. But the thing with a personal trainer, like you say, if you're online, is that I think a good personal trainer does implement that kind of structure and strategy. Yep. Because like you say, even if you're um, uh, a kind of in-person uh, fitness instructor down, you know, one of the local gyms, you only have that person, that client's attention for 60 minutes. Yeah, You have no control or a poor trainer has no control over the other 23 hours of what that person does. So you can't out-train a bad diet. You can't out-train yep. poor daily habits. So I think the people that are really succeeding as personal trainers, uh, as fitness instructors, are the people that can implement the other areas of your life that you need to adhere to in order for yep. you to reach your goals. And that is yep. eating at the right time, hydrating, you know, getting up at the right time. I mean, look, let's touch on it. Sleep. How important is sleep to achieving oh, your fitness goals? Absolutely. And, you know, a lot of your results, they come when you're actually not in the gym and, yep. and, and you're not eating. It's essentially when you're completely relaxed, when your body's at a state where it's completely calm, cortisol is very low because as we all know, the higher the cortisol goes, the more water you hold, the, the more fat that you'll just uh, organically, you, you know, you'll just essentially grow with. So th there's so much mental side of weight loss that needs to happen you know, just as much as what the physical side does as well. And a lot of that is sleep. One of my questionnaires whenever anyone signs up with me is how many hours sleep do you have? And, mate, I've seen it all from three hours to 13 hours to, yeah. you know. Um, Which is and, probably just as bad as each other, right? Three hours or oh, 13 hours. Yeah, it is. It is because <laughs> oversleeping is an issue. It absolutely is. Um, so, yeah, you, you certainly try and um, you try and – get that look i really like my clients to get up early um yep. i'm a i'm, I'm a 4am person every morning oh but you're not are I, you I, yeah but no, that's still I, the um, night before that's not morning my friend that's the <laughs> fucking night before anything before six o'clock is the night before <laughs> god you sound like my partner she hates it but um i um yeah so I, you know i try and get my guys up early um 
essentially because from a training growth hormone point of view, I really like my my uh, guys and girls training fasted, and then yeah. obviously breaking breaking the fast with um with some food, but um but also because from an endorphin point of view, there's been plenty of hundreds and hundreds of studies that have come out from an endorphin from a productivity point of view on getting your workout first thing in the morning about how it can actually set up the rest of your day 100% man 100% so I really try especially families because it's so funny like now I've just naturally fallen into the dad category <laughs> and um and like a lot of um, you know, a lot of families. The, one of the biggest excuses that always comes back to me is I, I I've got to get my kids ready for school. I say, well, what time do your kids get up? Well, they get up at seven. I'm like, well, get your shit together at five. Like, yeah. and it, it, a lot of it too is um, having that that communication with your spouse and with your partner about what your goals are and trying to work out. A, a you know a really uh, a really comfortable honest communication relationship where you guys can really work together where it's you know hey I'm gonna go now you like you can go after me or whatever it might be because that's also something that's just not talked about enough either I have I've had hundreds of women over the years speak to me about the fact that their husbands aren't supportive but then when they start, losing weight like Jordan Peterson's famous um he he says it very well himself about you know when you're in a chaotic household and you start making your bed and then all of a sudden the rest of the house starts making their bed because it's the product of the environment within the household and when when I have these conversations with women whose partners who might not be um so supportive I tell them you keep doing what you're doing because organically and without them even knowing, they'll actually start falling into that trap. Mm. And that's just what happens. And you don't actually have to change too much. You've just got to change just that 10% every day. Yeah. And then before you know it, everything else will, will, will shift. So if you're able to create, you know, really good habits, really good structures, man, this just becomes your life. And when it becomes your life, you, there's no excuses. There's no reasons to um, to – to to you know go back to how things ever used to be i think you touched upon something that not many people would naturally come up with that as one of the first things when you're trying to adhere to a new lifestyle change or something like that is communication mm-hmm. it's imperative for almost all transactions in our very existence uh yeah. business career but especially relationships is it is that communication. And I think I hear it as well, you know, through threat friends, through business and things like that is that, Oh, they don't understand. They're not supportive. They're not that. And it's like, so have you actually ever voiced how important it is to you to make this change? Have you ever voiced um, the positive impact it will have on the family? If you adhere to a new lifestyle change, if you, you know, and if at the end of the day, you're, you know, husband wife whatever is still not supportive then that's a question that you need to have about are you in the right relationship um but it is communication isn't it i think is imperative yeah um and it's something that i've see it's 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 so funny mate like when i first started being online and 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 training people it was so physical 
it was just all about training and and getting jacked and doing this and and doing that, and probably it's just been the older I've got as well. And and older I'm, and wiser, Sam. Yeah, yeah, but it is know, like, and, it I, is. and and I'm in a different transition in my life as well, where. Um, you know, where I've just become a dad and, and I've, you know, my partner is, her and I have amazing communication and we, we, we are, we're able to, you know, we're like every couple, we, you know, we have our, our moments, but, um, but being able to just sort of, you, you, you got to practice what you preach. Yeah. So uh, what I'm doing in my household and it's worked so well for us, I, I relay that on to other couples who don't have that going in their household. Um, and, man, it always comes back to the same thing and that's just being completely honest and and just telling your partner, like there's a reason why you're together. There's a reason why you have a child. There's a reason why you guys have all these things. So your health and fitness goals, especially your health goals, mm. they they need to get pushed back up the line. Yes, being a parent is is important and and you know setting good and doing all these things is important. But if your health goes to shit, the whole house is going to go to shit. Yeah. And that's just that's just how things are going to go. So you've got to have these conversations and and these you know these honest conversations as well. You've got to be really really honest yeah. with your partner and say like hey, I really want to fucking change. I want to change my life and I need you to help me. And and like I've had, you know, mums on the phone weeping and, and even and even um even on the other side of that, I've had men whose partners have lost a lot of weight and their confidence has gone sky high, but his confidence has gone really low. Yeah. And that's a really interesting conversation to have because he was originally not very supportive, yeah. but because that's, hey, you look great, you're doing really well, rah 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 That's a little bit of a psychological head problem. Well, yeah, massively. Uh, and that can be, it's, it's a psychological head problem, I think, for both people in that relationship. But the person that's lost the weight and has got in shape, it's a good psychological head problem. But yeah, for the person yeah. that hasn't, it's a negative because all of a sudden somebody's confidence levels has gone through the roof where somebody else is like, hold up a minute, she's getting, or he or she's getting more attention. Uh, they're getting more yep. outgoing. They want to try new things because let's face it, that is part and parcel. If you are somebody that wants to achieve a fitness goal and you are on that journey to achieve that fitness goal your wants and aspirations are inevitably going to change be that your yeah. the food that you eat the things you want to do you know you might want to go out and do rather than sit in the pub all weekend you might want to go and do rock climbing you might want to go and you know yeah. go trekking or something like that um it's funny because we've been speaking now probably for around about half an hour and you are a fitness expert Part of the reason I've got you on here is the whole fitness element to it. Yeah. Yet we've not actually touched too much actually on the fitness. And I think that's quite relevant to a lot of people. And a lot of the listeners should take something from that because the fitness is a byproduct of you as an individual, your wants, yeah. your goals and your aspirations. But before you get to that level of fitness, there's so much more that you have to change in your life that actually isn't fitness related like you said you touched upon it earlier on is that you've got to create that mindset before anything else because it's your mind your thought process that it takes to your actions right yeah absolutely and it's uh, and look it's it's funny i think that's why 
see a lot of people probably they 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 are probably in shock a lot of the times when they have conversations with me because I'll speak to them for an hour before we've even touched on anything training or diet related because you've got to there's a pain point there so I'll say to someone as soon as they sign up the hardest thing you'll ever do you've already done and that's actually saying fuck I need to make a change yeah because that's actually the hard part the rest of it is look I'm going to put you on a diet if you follow the diet and you follow the training you'll get results it's as simple as that it doesn't make me a world-class amazing trainer it's just because you're going to be in a calorie deficit you're going to train really fucking hard and your body's just going to change because your body's not used to that Mm. that's what that's just what's going to happen but you're going to have some really shit days because life is going to get in the way. There's going to be days that you're not motivated because after 21 days, you know, the motivation's not going to be the same on 21 as, as it was on day one. It's so overhyped and over-racive motivation. Yeah. Um, and, um, you, you know, the, just things are going to happen. Life's going to happen. Like things are going to get in the day. Um, but one of my big uh, mottos is we don't have two bad days in a row. So yeah. if you wake up tomorrow and you say, look, you know, I'm just not feeling it today. I do what probably a lot of other trainers don't do where I just say, no worries, mate, stay at home, chill out. Because there's no point you pushing through going to the gym and giving 30% yep. when if I turn around and say to you, stay at home, rest up, psychologically you know that you're going to go there tomorrow and you'll have a way better workout rather yep. than pushing through. The problem is that we just – you know, you get people that um, that. Uh, I think what people say on social media and what they actually mean are two different things most of the yep. time. But like you, you'll hear a lot of the time, um, you know, you've just got to push through. Remember why you're motivated. Remember why you're this. Remember why you're that. And look, don't get me wrong, your Tony Robbinses and your guys like that. I think that they have a place in this world, absolutely. Yep. Um, but at the end of the day they're not going to sit there and put the food in your mouth and lift the weight off the ground. Man, I've just put, I've just put, I've just, sorry, Sam, I've just put a post out on Instagram and it was about the whole male mastery community. And I turned around and I made a statement on that. And it was, if you were after um, the type of men's group, the type of podcast that is going to be kind of, you know, very woohoo, hands in the air, kind of let's always think positive. Let's always think positive this is not the fucking podcast for you because it's not, <laughs> yeah. we're going to, we're going to hold your hand and stroke your back. It's we're going to give you a kick up the fucking ass because yeah. It, yeah. It, it's, there's a time and a place. Don't get me wrong. You know, it's not about having no empathy yeah. or anything like that, but uh, the people that are doing great things in this world don't make excuses. And no. you know, they are the people that turn around and they take account for their own action. They take action. Um, there's still a level of commitment, isn't there? Like you, you've yeah. got someone, there was one guy, I think he ended up calling me uh, an arrogant cunt, pretentious wanker, you know, <laughs> things like that. I mean, I've been called a lot worse, Sam, don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah. and, and what it was is he was a guy and I, I followed him and he was he was clearly overweight and he, 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 he was very, very soft. And what, apart from physically very soft, his mentality was very soft. And, you know, a couple of people would turn around and say, well, you know, it's, you know, have you bordering on it? not bordering on bullying or anything like this, but this guy would have every day, there'd be an excuse. He didn't do his cardio yeah. because of the weather, but that's, yeah. it didn't do the cardio because it was too hot. 
He didn't do the cardio because it was too wet and he didn't do the cardio because it's too fucking windy. And I'm like, no, that's an excuse. And he's like, no, this is the way, this is the way that I react. I'm better. And I'm, that's, that's why he's still fat. And that's yeah. why you're not dropping weight. And that's why, and yeah. sometimes you've got to have that bit of get up, kick up the ass uh, yeah. and go out there because let's face it, you're not going to go and get a six pack, get in that sculpted physique without doing things you don't want to do. And by no. that, I mean saying no to that burger three yeah. times a week, saying no to the pizza three times a week, and, and having to get your finger out your ass and go out and train yeah. because anything of value, anything that's worthwhile doesn't come cheap. Well, it's, it's the, it's the you got to get comfortable being uncomfortable. And being yeah. uncomfortable, it scares people. And they don't know. You know, I, I, I hear people go, um, oh, yeah, I, like they'll they'll come to me and go, oh, I train really fucking hard. I train really hard. I say, okay, well, what do you do? And, you know, they run through their split. I'm like, well, that's that's not really training hard. You're just following a program. I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with Jordan Peterson, uh, yeah, Jordan yeah, Peters over there, yeah, Train yeah. by JP. Go and watch a Train by JP video. That's training really fucking hard. Mm. So whatever you think you're doing, you can always do more. Mm. so you know the 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 and, and a lot of it is that it's that sometimes people need a little bit of a reality check mm. because they, they they'll say that they're doing things really really well because they're comfortable doing those things yeah and when you're comfortable you just you become complacent you really do and if you're not always challenging yourself and you're not getting uncomfortable you're not actually going to make any changes. It's as simple as that. But that's not health and fitness related. That's just life related. Yeah, one hundred percent. You're not chasing to become a better whatever. It's um, you're just drifting through life. And look, if you're a drifter and that's what you want to do, that's absolutely that's fine. fine. But don't fucking complain about the other people that are trying to change their lives and and trying to do better because you, they're probably doing what you want to do, but you're just comfortable being a drifter. Yeah, it's that crab in the bucket, isn't it? Yeah. That every time one tries to get out, it'll get pulled down by other people. Um, yes. So I'm conscious of, of time here because I could chat through so many things. <laughs> Keto diet. Now, this is yep. what you're known for. This is what uh, I think gets you uh, the following that you've got. I've recently just completed, uh, I've done a 30-day experiment doing the carnivore diet. And I've got to oh, say, yeah. I'm, I've, I've tried loads of different diets. You know, I've, I've been ripped. I've been fat. I've been, you know, great endurance. I've been bulky I've, in my younger years, late, what, 18, 19, done, done a bit of gear. And, you know, I'd like yeah. to think at 42 years old, I'm pretty well versed on what works and what doesn't. Okay. Yeah. When it comes to diets, I think the best diet is the one that you can adhere to that's not going to put you in a surplus all the time. It's to yep. give you the energy and the nutrients that you need to live uh you know a healthy lifestyle carnivore diet great diet um it was interesting i've got to say the most interesting thing that i found was the fact that after a couple of days i just was not hungry like normally yeah. i'm ravenous at food time and i'm like now i'm like shit i've actually got to force food down to actually just try to get my calories up because i don't want to be on too much of a of a deficit um it was restrictive i don't think most people could adhere to the carnivore diet day in, day out, because it can yeah. get quite depressing. But I do believe, um, you know, the cetacean aspect to it in terms of how much you're filled up I th was incredible. And it was, it's yeah. certainly changed the way I approach everyday food. Um, 
give me a bit more insight for the people that don't know the keto diet because it's, it's not carnivore, but there's an element to ketosis and no. things like that. So, yeah. so yeah, um, so take, take us through it. The um, first of all, I've got to say I've done the carnivore diet three times and I fucking loved it. I yeah. would live off Dude, it. I, it's I great. absolutely loved it. Um, my partner, she hated every single minute of it because of just I did what you'd what would be essentially just traditional carnivore was just steak. Really? Nothing else. And, oh, um, dude, how long did you do that for? Um, so the first time I did it for, I did World Carnival Month, which is obviously January every year. So beast, I, you absolute I, fucking I beast. Um, my big problem was though, I was losing a lot of weight, a lot of weight. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I had to really put some more uh, fats in, um, mainly from like nuts and things like that, yeah. just so just so I would stop losing losing so much weight um, because I just didn't want to keep <laughs> losing weight. Yeah. I'm already 80 kilos. I couldn't go any yeah. lower than that. Yeah. And then, um, but um, look, I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, it. It's probably a little bit different for someone. I'm in ketosis probably 340 days out of the year. I very rarely eat um, carbohydrates, and when I do, because I've been in ketosis for so long, I go essentially back into ketosis. Okay. Um, but essentially, look, the fundamentals of a ketogenic diet is you're just you're essentially placing um, carbohydrates with uh, with with fat. Really, that's the best way to, to put it. So you're you're pulling out carbohydrates, and your body is using the fat as uh, energy source, and then that. That becomes obviously when your body goes to a state of ketosis. The problem that I have is, look, and I'm going to be completely honest with you, I am not against carbohydrates. I'm not one of these people that is like carbohydrates are bad, carbohydrates are, are um, you know, are against everything. Yes, my business and my life is created around ketogenic dieting. Carbohydrates have a place in this world from a energy store point of view, from a, especially a training point of view i've had rugby players see depending on your lifestyle what you said is is absolutely perfect the best diet you could possibly do is the diet that fits your lifestyle so if you're a rugby player it's probably not the smartest idea at 110 kilos to go on a ketogenic diet um if you're why is that sam why is that well, because from an energy output point of view, the carbohydrates will do more than what the fat will. Yeah. That's the yeah, best I, that, way to put it. I, I noticed that, mate. I would turn around yeah. and say that I probably lost, I don't know, maybe 20% of my strength in the gym. I, I would yeah. have I, I would have said maybe 30%, but then I think maybe that 10% was psychological. But I certainly yeah. did lose a little bit of strength. Funnily enough, um, another athlete that thought they were doing the right thing that turned out and said, probably not the best way to go was Misha Tate, the UFC fighter. Yeah. She went yep. carnivore. I think it was carnivore or keto, but she said that all yep. of a sudden in the second round, she just felt her energy completely drop. Yeah. Yeah. And it, even from an insulin um, response point of view as well, uh, especially for, for, I mean, obviously the, the female side of weight training's definitely got a lot more popular over the last sort of 10 to 15 years, but from a male point of view in terms of building muscle and getting the absolute maximum out of out of a um out of a training session look if you have a bowl of rice or you have two avocados the bowl of rice 
is going to give you more of a response from an energy source point of view due to the nature of that particular food mm. um, and also what it's going to do within the body. So it's, it's going to essentially go to different parts of the muscle. It's going to have that glucose response. And from an insulin point of view, you're going to get more out of it than what the avocado will because the avocado might take a little bit longer to um, – to essentially evolve and 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 do its it do its thing, um, now, but in saying that, if you're someone like myself who's lost a lot of weight and you're not necessarily wanting to get any bigger or get any smaller and and it fits your lifestyle, why not? The ketogenic diet is is fine. If you're someone who is extremely overweight and you have very bad food choices. And you're used to having lots of carbohydrates and you rely on carbohydrates, it's very, very difficult for a 130 kilo man to come to me and say, Hey, mate, I want to get on a ketogenic diet, but I eat, you know, curry every night and all that sort of stuff. I can't just strip you straight onto a ketogenic diet. We have to slowly work our way off those carbohydrates. because what will happen is cravings psychologically will take over and you'll fall back into the same trap. And it so can fuck just, with your head as well, can't it? If you, yeah. I know, that was my concern, Sam. I was like, no carbs? Because yeah. there has been times, there's been points in my life where all of a sudden I'm like, why am I, Why have I got this brain fog? Why am I a little bit low mood? And all of a sudden I'm like, geez, I've not had no fucking carbs today. And, you yeah. eat it. and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I feel a lot better now. However... I mean, I wasn't grossly overweight, don't get me wrong, but I still need to lose a bit of timber. But I was surprised actually how easy I went back to no carbs or, or yeah. I say back to it. I went to no carbs. I thought I was going to be affected a lot more, um, but yeah. it, it's difficult for a lot of people, isn't it? It, it really is. And um, so essentially what I do is I go from someone who, because a lot of people that come to me now is they, they've heard of keto and they want to give it a bit of a go, but they don't know a lot about it. And um, and it's it's like a bit of a trial sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and a lot of it is goal dependent as well. That's also very yeah. important to remember. Yeah. Um, so, I'll take them into more of a carb cycling approach, and then we'll slowly work our way off it. So, you know, you might have been having carbs every meal. We'll just have carbs pre and post training. And then two weeks later, we'll pull carbs post-training and you just have them pre. And then before you know it, six weeks down the track, you're on a straight ketogenic diet. But this Um, is the difference, Sam. Sorry for interjecting, but this is the difference between having a trainer like you online and these cookie-cutter, mass generic training (laughs) things. Because a training schedule for someone that's 130 kilos and a training schedule for someone that's 80 kilos needs to be completely different because the chances are the goals are going to be completely different. So this is, this is where I find that training programs like yours succeed and help people succeed more than just the generic off the shelf ones. And, and the, and uh, this, this, I know this sounds really bad, but it's really true. The more followers and the more of an influencer you are, 80% 80% of the time, the, the shitty your business is from a from from the point of view of um, of your uh, approach to people. So there's not a lot of people that I've met that have massive massive followers that are set, like you've got certain guys like Dr. Lane Norton. He has a fantastic business where he generally cares about his clients, yeah. but then you have other you know like 
Oh, not to name go on, names. Go, come on, like, Sam, give us a name. I'm just, I'm just trying. I'm just trying to think of Michael like, Hearn. You know, yeah, like that perfect example. Like that, that's a perfect example, mate. Michael Hearn's not sitting in his office writing out programs for his, you know, his hundred uh, million followers. So um, you know, so there's like there's, there's a little bit of that as well. But I think the you've got to look at the longevity of someone as well, like the longevity of that client. So, you know, people will come to me for 12 weeks and then after that 12 weeks, it's, you can leave me on that 13th week. I have no issue with that. But if you've taken something, if you've got everything you need within that 12 weeks, I've done my job. Yeah. So that's, that's, I think my business has been able to last in this space because I'm not a, typical keto train and the other thing is as well man there's not a lot of keto trainers there's a lot of keto people that you know <laughs> that are making fucking fat bombs and and yeah. um and you know from like the the shiny ball of keto yeah but there's not a lot of keto trainers who actually do the training as well yeah so i try and explain to people is You've got two sides of the fence here. You've got the the diet, but you've also got the training, and they have to go hand in hand yep. because yep. the they way that I'm each other, right? Yep. And the way that I'm going to design your um, diet is going to be based on your training. It's as simple as that because there's no point us putting all this fuel in the tank and then the tank not going anywhere. Yeah. Because then you're just going to store fat. It's yep. just as simple as that. Because your body, you know, we all know to get into a calorie deficit, you've got to be burning more than what you're consuming. But if you're just sitting it all there, well, then you're just going to essentially stay stay fat sort of thing. So, um, or, or just not even get results. So, a lot of the time, I'll base my um, my diet uh, on their goals. For a guy, I, you know, the typical keto is around sort of eighty percent fat. 20%, uh, sorry, 70% fat, sort of 20% protein, and then obviously really? the tiny bit is I um, I actually put my uh, protein up more to about the 40% because yeah. um, the best way to explain it is the best way to build muscle is to have protein. So that's how we build muscle. That's how Protein, we bro. Bra. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and uh, so – if we're taking all that protein out, well, then we've only got really high fats to try and build some sort of muscle on and we've got this tiny little bit of protein. Now, you know, I can't give a 100-kilo powerlifter 30% of protein. He needs he needs more protein. So, um, so I, do, I do do things very, very differently. Um, I don't necessarily get people chased up in getting into ketosis um yes it might be a nice facebook status but uh, you know or a nice tweet but is it going to change your life absolutely fucking not because ketosis is essentially you know it's pretty close to what a calorie deficit is um and that's what that you know that's what we're we're, we're trying to do your body's just going to start raising ketones and ketones are going to be coming into your body you're going to get a stick you're going to piss on it and it's going to tell you that you're in ketosis that's actually not going to do like it's not going to change your world as such. If you, from a medical point of view where you've got epilepsy and things like that, there's some really big benefits of being in ketosis. Um, but that's but it's not like you go down the gym and all of a sudden you're like, no, I'm buzzing, I'm in ketosis or <laughs> yeah. anything like that. Is it? Yeah, because it, it's I'll, I'll have people that will come to me and they'll be three days in and they'll be like, am I in ketosis yet? <laughs> 
I'm like, no. After 30 would... years of fucking eating yeah. carbs. But I'm like, how, how long does it take though, Sam? Is there a, do it's, you know it's, roughly? It's very, it's everyone's different, but it's sure. if you if you're on it pretty straight, I like to say about two weeks. Okay, just to give yourself that plenty of time, because you got to remember too, you know, if you're on a keto a keto diet for five days, <laughs> about six day, it's a Saturday night, no, you know, the boys are coming around and watch the footy, and you you've had a pizza. Well, then fuck, then you're back to day one again. Yeah, so does it work like that in the sense because I. It was put to me when I started the carnivore diet, I, I literally, I had no real, there, there was no real desired outcome. I thought, look, it's going to make some good content. Um, I keep, there's a few people that I'm connected with um, that really rave about the carnivore diet. And I just thought, yeah. do you know what? Fucking, it's, it sounds like a good diet. I just eat loads of meat, eggs, a little bit of cheese, bit of dairy. So I was like, yeah, let's give this a go. And it was only a few days later when I was deciding, do I want to have a beer or not? And I'm sitting there and I'm like, well, hold up a minute. I said, I'm doing the carnivore diet. I didn't say I'm doing the carnivore diet and not drinking. And then someone yeah. Said, but it will knock you out of ketosis and i'm like ah oh, yes it will but i didn't go into the carnivore diet trying to obtain ketosis so for yeah. argument's sake i've just say that you're doing the keto diet you've been doing it for a month so you're regularly in ketosis if you was to have a carb or a beer or something like that that's going to knock you out do you know roughly how long admittedly it's going to come down to an individual but how long to get back into ketosis should only take you about three days, okay. two or three days at the most. Yeah, um, a lot of it is is also dependent on um, you know your fat sources and and how quick how quickly your body will adapt. So, like I said to you before, me for example, because I'm constantly always in ketosis, yeah. and I sit at maintenance level for pretty much my whole entire year. I can have a pizza on a Saturday night, um, and then I'll, by the Monday I'll be back in ketosis. Almost, because almost. because I'm adapted, I'm like I'm very much adapted to it. Um, I know that um, uh, like Joe Rogan, for example, he did the carnivore diet and, and he would constantly talk about how he felt like he was constantly in ketosis. Mm. Um, but also he would have a big bowl of pasta. And then obviously, you know, he'd be straight out of the straight out of ketosis. But you um but for, so for him, for example, of course he was eating, eating that pasta and, and that that source of carbohydrates, it took him a lot longer to get back in. So it really depends on on the um on the individual. But yeah, unfortunately you'll always um you'll always uh, sorry mate, that's my I've got a sixty-five kilo um English Mastiff. <laughs> so if you can hear him in the background, I've been trying to keep him um that's on your own man i can't hear him i can't hear him um, so yeah so look it, it's all very it's food dependent and it's person dependent but um but uh, but uh, again um and if you look at some of the really big people in the keto space that have you know had a way bigger influence than me like your thomas delors and all that sort of stuff we all sort of preach the same thing don't get caught up in trying to be in ketosis because it really isn't that that's not why you're doing this diet you're more doing it purely just to um you know you're doing it to to better yourself and better don't, your don't concentrate on the micro don't concentrate yeah yeah because no one gives a fuck yeah like no one actually cares so yeah but um 
But the, but it, the the carnivore just quickly on the carnivore diet. The reason why I really loved it was and it was because it's a complete elimination diet. And when you start adding foods back in, you can really work out. So, for example, I've got a real bad intolerance to almonds. Okay, and um, and I did carnivore, and I, I always felt like a little bit bloated on them, but I could never really put it down to that specific food, like what it was, mm. and then. The last time I did it, I started adding them, adding them back in, and um, yep, yeah, same thing. Extremely. I know bloat. people that I know people that have had the same problem with certain vegetables. Broccoli, for yeah, one. yeah, broccoli is a good, yeah, broccoli is a a really good one. See, broccoli is an interesting one because a lot of people have issues with it from the uh, how it breaks down in the body. Yeah, because obviously it's so good from like a fiber point of view. Yeah. Um, but sometimes it can actually do more harm than good. Because yeah. it's actually just not breaking down other foods. So it's just, you know, it's essentially going in and then you're just shitting it straight back out. It's yeah. not actually breaking it in because your body just can't adapt to it and it can't break that certain food down. And that was one of the great things that I loved about the carnivore diet was it gives you a really good understanding of what you can and can't, like or yeah. what your body yeah. works well with. There are there are people out there that I, I know people that have gone on the whole thirty diet. A lot more females, I would say, yeah. for some reason. I think it just appeals to females more. And then yeah. they've started to introduce food groups again. And so many people have turned around and said, "I couldn't believe it. I can't eat chickpeas," and yet they yeah. have hummus all the time. And you know, they, yeah. they, they thought they was being healthy. Another one that seems to be uh, you know vilified is uh, cow, kale. Mm. You know that kale. vegetable, yeah, because yeah, of all the. Um, well, I don't know. It just, it just doesn't seem to agree with everyone. And it's the first yeah. thing people want in a healthy smoothie, right? I'll put the kale yeah. in there. Yeah. Um, but it is what it is. Look, Sam, um, I, I know it's a lot. Um, what is the time over there? It's a lot later for you. Probably about just gone nine, isn't it? Yeah, it's just, it just hit nine. Cool, mate. A couple more questions, if I may, before we wrap yeah, this yeah, up. Right. What does what does a day of eating look like for you? So I, so I'm a big faster. I'm a big, big believer in in, in fasting. Um, so pretty much, I'm um, I'm up at four most mornings. Um, Evenings, I'll go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it, it's it, like I said, because my business is purely online, um, and majority of my clients are all American. I was very lucky, mate. I broke into the American market as an That's Aussie. The market you want. That's the market you want. And being Aussie. And being keto, it just worked out really yeah. fucking well. And yeah. um, so pretty much, yeah, so I'm sort of up at four. I'll go and train, come home, and just sort of get get ready for the day. Um, but I usually break my fast with eggs, salmon, some sort of omelet, really high fat. So I eat a lot of fats. Um, and then I fast all through the day. So um, – one of the reasons why I do that is, look, fasting is one of those things that it doesn't really matter when you fast as long as you're just getting your sort of your 16 hours in, but you've got a 24-hour period to get that in. Yeah, I'm a, I love the intermittent fasting, I've got to say. Yeah, and the reason why I do it through the day is because then over night time I can eat dinner with my partner because otherwise I'd be fasting till like midday Yeah, and then – you know, I wouldn't be able to sort of enjoy it. So you've got to do it. So it has to, it has to fit within your lifestyle, right? So you've got That's to exactly adapt right. it. Yep. Yep. So, so same thing I was saying before what I do with all my clients, like, you know, if you want to do fasting, great. This is how long you have to fast for, or this is how long I'd, I'd like you to try and fast for. 
you fucking do it whenever you can. Like yeah. get it in within that 24-hour period. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, so a lot of my foods is um, chicken, uh, eggs, uh, avocados. I eat a lot of fats. I'm pretty high on on the fats because um, my training is uh, I do a lot of um, more functional bodybuilding type training again that's something for a whole different podcast but again it's very very relevant isn't it that the functional training the big heavy compounds and lifts and the resistance training is far better for you to lose weight long term Mm -hmm. and so many people think it's cardio nah yeah and look all cardio is uh, i uh, you go and hop on a treadmill for 10 minutes every morning from a health point of view and a heart point of yep. view absolutely do it i cannot recommend it enough if it if you can't get a minimum of ten thousand steps in a day yeah so um you know if you're a, a uh like i had a client at the moment and she's a lawyer so she's literally on it she's not on her feet at all really she's just honed in like this all day but what we've been able to do is every morning she wakes up she's on the treadmill for 10 minutes because 10 minutes walking straight there's three and a half thousand steps right there so um that's yeah so from that point of view i think it's super super important but from like a a you know the the stair masters and the fucking um cross trainers and all that sort of stuff from a weight loss point of view man hop under a squat bar do five sets 20 at squats i guarantee you you will feel so much more even from a central nervous point of view there's just there's so many more benefits than what we think we need to do yeah everyone seems to think that you know the 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 going in and lifting weights is all oh i'm gonna i'm gonna get too muscle bound and i'm like Bullshit. Oh. Because trust me, I bust my bollocks in the gym, and I am nowhere near <laughs> too muscle bound. You know, and it's something that that's that's my biggest my biggest thing is uh, you know girls will say to me, oh, I don't want to um, I don't want to get too bulky. I'm well, like, that's good effort. It's not that fucking easy. If it, if it was that easy, there'd be you know all these jacked girls. Like even my partner, she fucking trains hard, and um and. You know, like even she, like she, she doesn't. She's different, to, probably because of of, my, of me. But she's not worried about like getting bulky as such. And yep. like a lot of the, um, there's some really great females in the space, and there's some really great, um, some. There's a, a girl here in Australia called Hattie Boyle, and um, and just looks fucking amazing. And um, but trains like a fucking animal. Yeah, like she'll she no cardio. No cardio at all. Yeah. And, you know, there needs to be more. Well, look at the girls in CrossFit. Oh, same thing. Yeah, same thing. And I'm pretty involved in that in that area. And mm-hmm. um, and and they fucking, they go. They train Monsters, extremely man. hard, extremely Monsters. hard. So it's, um, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's an ongoing, um, ongoing battle but like i said because my business now has sort of moved towards that that old older age group i have better conversations with 35 year old women than what i do with 25 year old women because 35s they you know they put the trust in you mm. and they also it's exciting for them because i've never really done that sort of training before so they're like oh okay i you know because i say to them if you can like squatting is just one of the most 
like squatting is something that we'll all do for the rest of our lives in some aspect. We need to get down to get back up. Um, but if you can do that with perfect form and you can do that right into your 40s and 50s and even your 60s, that is going to have so much benefit on your life. Even if, you've, even if you have a bad back. Exactly. Deadlifting exactly. is being yeah. able to perfect the deadlift and do your big functional foundations. Yeah. You know, there are people that have actually overcome bad backs, bad knees, and that yeah. through doing that strength training. Yeah. yeah, it goes against everything that modern media, or at least the 80s, 90s bro science would kind of almost yeah. have you believe, right? Yeah, and it's funny too, because like, look, I know that bro science, um, you know, it cops, it does cop a little bit of a little bit of flack. I'm um, rightly so for some things. I mean, look. It's a, oh, yeah, look, a mate, lot this of has been debunked, isn't it? Like, have you got to eat eight times yeah. a day? Yeah, 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 like things like that. And then, you know, um, protein, like protein, protein within 15 seconds of you doing a workout. You've got to get that <laughs> yeah. fucking shaking, right? Yeah, the, the anabolic window. <laughs> you're, you're, you're almost doing it. You're almost doing cardio just to go and get your protein shake yeah. and try and run it down there. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, 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 um, but look, but then on the other side too, you've got everyone coming out of the woodwork now that's a fucking scientist as well. So it's, it's, you yeah. know, you, you, look, my big thing is, man, like, do a push-pull legs. It's simple. It's easy. It's a good place to start. Find your diet. Go to um, uh, tdeecalculate.com. It'll work out your macros. It'll work out how much you need to be in a calorie deficit and then base your, your program on that. I, I'm not a big if, um, if it fits your macros type guy. It's not something that I've ever really done. It's not something that I l- really – enjoy doing or yep. teaching because it's another variable that people don't want to do. They don't want to fucking sit there and punch in, oh, can I have this chocolate cake? It's 400 calories, but I've only got 380 left, so I'll go and have two Mars bars instead. It's not something that I that, that I particularly like, but like, you know, you can easily – but if that's something that you wanted to do, find a program – Find out how much you need to be in a calorie deficit and just stick to it and then you'll get results. We don't have to overcomplicate health and fitness. It's very, very fucking simple. Doing it consistently and staying on the path is hard. So that's where, you know, people like this podcast and you and I come in where you can you can help. I don't want to say motivate because I hate that word as well. Ah, but you can help yes. guide. You can help guide people. Yeah. Um, but apart from that, just stick to the basics because the basics, as much as they're boring, they just fucking work. 100%, 100%. Sam, and on that basis, let wrap, uh, let's wrap things up. Where can people find you? Social media and websites and that. Yeah, so pretty much um, probably uh, Instagram's your best your best bet. Um, just put in Sam Pano or Keto Fueled Fitness. Um, and I've got two two pretty big Facebook groups. I've got a Facebook group of women called Keto Queens. Got about two thousand women in there, and um, I've got another Facebook group called Keto Kings. And it's just yeah, that's pretty much just two communities that I've built over the years, and um, just lots of training, and it's sort of my hub for for everything. Um, and then yeah, just Facebook, Instagram, just I mean, all, I, I feel all like the usual. 
Yeah, I feel like you can't really sort of hide from anyone these days. So if someone wants to find you, they'll find you. Yeah, they're they're <laughs> going to find you, man, One, uh, 100%. Sam, appreciate it. Um, guys, thank you for tuning in once again. I thoroughly enjoyed this episode, and I know I'm going to get a lot of uh, questions from you because I did beforehand, which I haven't actually run past Sam at the moment, but I am conscious that uh, whilst it's coming up to lunchtime in the UK, it's coming up to probably Sam's bedtime as the crazy fucker gets up at 4 a.m. <laughs> um, Sam, appreciate that, man. And uh, guys... Tune in next week. All of the show notes, um, all the links to everything we've discussed today will be there. And I will catch up with you this time next week. Thanks, guys. Guys, thanks for tuning in. If you like what we're doing over at Mal Mastery, I'd massively appreciate you leaving me a review and sharing amongst your friends. The conversations and guests I have on the show really does have the potential to change people's lives and a review helps me reach a much wider audience. You can also connect with me on Instagram at Mal Mastery Official, where we post exclusive content on a daily basis. And finally, if you want access to some of the more controversial content I put out, the type that would most likely get me cancelled by the woke warriors and snowflakes and see me thrown off the social media platforms, then head on over to malmastery.co.uk and check out the blog section.